right, here we are, people, back with another podcast. I'm a little... What uh, podcast is this? Number... This, this is, um, I don't know, 13, 14-ish? Good gracious. Right in there. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, voice is a little deeper today. I'm a little sick. I'm a little, yes, we I'm a little sick. You put under the weather. Dang it, Stephen. And we're missing someone. And we are missing uh, Mr. Scott Long because he is off doing what we should be doing, fishing. So That's right. Yeah, yeah that sounds like fun. Well, I don't yes. even know where he went. He said something about getting his float tube out, and I was like, didn't you guys get like a foot of snow yesterday? And he uh, don't give a shit. No, he don't. Scott give don't give a shit. No, Honey Badger don't care. <laughs> Man, he don't care, dude. Yeah, as long as he can put that thing in the water, he's going to be fishing. So. That's it. That's what I feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hopefully he rails some big boys, and I'm sure we'll see it on Instagram once he does. Yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll know. We'll know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into this episode, but this episode is sponsored, and our first sponsor is going to be brought to you by Rob. Our sponsor is 5280 Angler. This product podcast is brought to you by 5280 Angler. If you're searching for expert guides and fly fishing fun on the front range in Denver, Colorado, be sure to check out 5280 Angler. Whether you are looking to sharpen your skills on the South Platte River system, plan the perfect Valentine's date, or host the ultimate party on the water, 5280 Angler has your trip covered. The guides at 5280 have the passion, the skill, and the experience to serve you. Find web specials at 5280angler.com and check out recent trips, pictures on Facebook and Instagram at 5280angler. 5280angler is passionate about service and wild about fish and i am going to pass along my friends and family discount to all you podcast listeners just mention friends and family for the best public water rate through 5280 angler boom bam nailed it Mm -hmm. nailed it (laughs) yes sir yes sir yes sir so yeah go uh go visit our friends at 5280 angler yeah good dudes man uh they are definitely putting up some solid fish for winter time. I was yes. looking at uh, social media this morning. I was like, good grief, they are on some fish, man. And it looks like most of it's on public water, too. So I was like, man, it's just fishing hard. It's awesome. So go check those boys out. Yes. Go give them a shout. Yeah. So what have you guys been up to, Working, BJ? Shoveling snow. <laughs> BJ? Oh. Working, thinking about fishing. <laughs> Dude, is the rain stopped out there for you guys? Yeah, it dropped to uh, zero degrees the other day. So, yeah, the rain stopped. Got a little bit of snow, but now it's raining again, and it's 48 degrees today. So, welcome to, welcome to winter in western Pennsylvania. Yeah, 60 okay, degrees man. swings. <laughs> that's that's kind of awesome. And, uh, Steven, I heard that you guys got hammered with snow yet. Well, not hammered no. on Denver level, but got some good snow. Yeah, we got some good snow, um, what was it, Monday into Tuesday or Sunday into Monday maybe? Oh, cool. And then I think we've That's got awesome. another 
we got another storm that's supposed to put another one to three inches out tonight, so. Oh, great. It seems to be never-ending. I probably have a foot of snow piled up in the front yard right now. That just does not melt because our front yard is on the north side. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's not fun. Mm-hmm. BJ, do you have to worry about that out there in Pennsylvania? If your house is facing north, that the uh, snow doesn't melt too quick? Um, out here, it, it's snow drift is the biggest problem here. Wind blowing mm. snow up in a big pit. Like, I went to work on Monday morning, and... Uh, there was no snow overnight, but all the roads were covered. It turned to ice because it was just blowing sideways. And mm. our snow out here is heavy, man. It's a heavy wet ass snow. wet wet snow that turns to ice. Yeah. So sounds about awesome. right. Well, we've had rain, man. The mountains have been getting hammered, which I like. Stack that snow up for the uh, summertime for the runoff. Keep those fish happy all summer. But we've been getting a lot of rain down here in Boise, so uh, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I don't have to shovel no shit off the driveway. Screw yeah. all that. As long as, as long as the mountains are getting it, man, I don't really give a shit. That's what, what I say. Down here. Yeah, and I saw, uh, I can't remember who I saw. I saw that uh, you guys are at like 110% up on that South Platte uh, drainage Ooh, there, Steve. That's good, man. That's very yeah. nice. Very nice. So, yeah. So, But I have been fishing. I don't know if you guys have. Uh Fish quite a bit the last couple of weeks since the last podcast, and um, it's been tough fishing, man. I, I don't know if I am um, just not got the bugs dialed in or what, but I mean, I'm scabbing through fish, just you know, maybe fish all day and catch one or two fish, mostly white fish. But uh, you know, I caught a nice big sucker. That picture does not do justice. I put up on Instagram the other day, but yeah, that's all right. It is what it is. At least I'm out on the water in the wintertime and not freezing cold. So exactly. I'm That's exactly mm-hmm. it. At least you're out and fishing. Yeah. Yep. Do you know why you're catching all them white fish? Ooh. Yes. It's 2019, year of the white fish, baby. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> it is. That's it right. is year of the white fish. <laughs> that's all right. Well, all I care about is my first fish of the year that I caught in 2019 was a steelhead. So. Last year, I think it was a sucker was my first, <laughs> my first. And uh, to be honest with you, it probably came in ass backwards. So yeah, screw all that. Mm-hmm. So, but that uh, fishing has been slow, man. You've got to really work for it. Uh, but, you know, at least it's not super cold. That's all I care about. And we're almost into February. So the way I look at it is every nice day that we have now, we're one day closer to spring. Mm-hmm. So, Boom. Yeah, bring it on. And them That's days cool. are getting longer. The sun's staying out longer. Yes, please. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And duck season ends this Friday, so we're done. Done. Wah, wah. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you know, That's why they have seasons. You can't kill them all year round. That's right. I wish we could because there's a butt ton here right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and if, hey, listeners, if you hear me, Sucking up snot. I'm really sorry about it. I have no choice. <laughs> so, what are we going to do tonight? Ooh, okay. So, where where do we want to start? What do we do? Where did, we wanted to... Uh, where'd you guys pick to start at? Oh, uh, I don't know. BJ, do you have a certain um, question that you wanted to, to talk about? I think you I, did. 
I think we were going to talk about catching fish in urban areas. Ooh, yeah, especially since that's predominantly 99.9 of what I'm fishing right now. Mm. And uh, you did tell me about your urban fishery. By all means, let's hear what you have to say about it, BJ. Let's dive into this. Dive right in. Yeah, so, so the question, uh, wait, 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 wait. The question is, catching fish in urban areas, do's and don'ts, and what to look for. Yeah, so I would say um, community parks are a hidden gem in a lot of areas. I mean, you know, and it's out here, you're not going to see a lot of trout in them, but uh, you're going to see carp, catfish, bass, you know, heck, that's, and uh, they're fun. (laughs) Dude, I Um, agree with that. You know, I think my, some of my most productive carp fishing has been in a, community pond that uh, joined a uh, two-lane road and your back was flying across traffic so you had to and i guess that's a what to watch out for um, <laughs> yeah flinging a uh, bead chain fly across incoming traffic people don't really appreciate that too much so but, dude that's a, you know what you bring up a good point there mr bj you know um fishing in urban ponds is way underrated. I agree with you on that. Um, especially ones that where they, you know, go and feed ducks and stuff like that through the wintertime. And even in the summertime, those fish get fat and happy sitting in there eating a bunch of bread and crackers and everything that those people throw at the ducks. And you're right about that. You are absolutely right about well, that. Get, the, the good thing is they get fat, happy and dumb. Yep. Very dumb. Mm-hmm. Very dumb. You know, I yes. mean, I I know we don't, um, when we fish the 25, I know we don't specifically target a lot of parks. And I really think that that kind of holds us back on some of the fish that we do need to get, catch. You know, because we, we do have two yeah. or three. I mean, we lead off in two or three very urban areas. I mean, we're standing on a sidewalk catching carp (laughs) that's pretty awesome yeah and you know uh, urban ponds always seem to be good for bluegill and you know like you said bj some bass and stuff like that here they actually stock some ponds with trout uh, but uh, the bad thing about urban ponds is anything that's getting caught by a spin fisherman is usually going in a home depot bucket right beside them Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but, no, the worst part about urban ponds is the duck and goose shit you got to walk through to get to it. <laughs> that is a hazard. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah, especially this half a year. Yeah. Oh, dude. A- the one I used to fish, man, there'd just be goose shit floating on that thing, man. And, <laughs> that carp are right in there eating, dude. I mean, it's you definitely go home and take a shower when you're done. <laughs> oh, yeah, you have yeah, to. Man. Yeah, you're like, uh, maybe I need to spray these waders off. You know, it's 90 degrees outside, but I think I'm going to wear waders to this pond today. (laughs) Yeah, dude, that's uh, that's exactly I've had to do that a few times, but I don't I don't like to wet wade in that kind of environment, man. It's you and usually those community ponds, some reason they're always muddy. There's not a lot of structure. It's usually just like a hole in the ground. They dug and put clay in the bottom, you know. Oh, yeah. But it is what it is. But. It's a, it's, that's a good point, BJ. I'm going to have to remember that. I like that. Mm-hmm. 
Because everybody, everybody thinks urban fishing, river, you know. Yeah. What's the river floating through town, you know? So. Yeah, and we got that out here, right? I mean, Pittsburgh's the three rivers city, and, you know, we got two rivers that come together, form the Ohio. There's a ton of good fishing right downtown. I don't, I mean, I live an hour outside the city, so, but I see people I know who are catching them phenomenal fish right off right in front of pnc park you know Ooh, right for the huh. baseball stadium so that's kind of cool hey speaking of that do you ever uh, have any buddies or have you ever fished uh the ohio river right there on the west virginia and uh ohio border i know some people that fish down there yeah really? usually it's a lot of bait guys more catfish i mean there's a huge contingency of flathead cat or yeah, catfish guys out here, and they catch some huh. monsters. But, yeah, there's one guy I know that lives in the city that's a fly fisherman. He's actually a really good artist as well, and he posts up some awesome pictures. No kidding. A, yeah, mm. high, hybrid striped bass, and he'll catch catfish down there, and it's good smallmouth, all kinds of stuff. So. Go do some yeah, you know, noodling. Dude, dude, I don't know, man. That river is giant, Steve. Yeah, you dude, ain't. You ain't. Any, anything like east of the mississippi is like a river out out there is like five times the size of rivers out here i mean it's i agree with that it's it's amazing how big they get dude it is but that's all man-made i mean the the monongahela river which i used to live along i mean if it was the way it was 200 years ago it would almost dry up in the summertime because it was so shallow yeah, uh, yeah. Oh shit! I mean, it's it's normal. Yeah, water flow. It it there'd be dry patches, and the Indians would walk across dry patches of land there. <laughs> you know, it's all been drudged out and trenched out for barges and you know transportation. So, so we have a uh, here when you're fishing rivers, it's a lock lock system. So okay. the locks are in place to control the water levels and allow boats to go through it. So. Where you actually want to fish is below the lock. That's where the water's coming out of the lock and the predator fish stack up in that outflow. And then you got to learn, it's crazy, man. Some of these dudes got it dialed. I mean, you, you got to look at what gates open, right? So there'll be an inner gate, a middle gate, and another gate out in the middle of the river. And if the third gate's open, you might as well not fish because you can't get out to it. But if that first gate's open, them fish are stacked up right along the shore. It's, uh. it's lights out. So, are, are they sitting there waiting for the other locks to open? Is that what it is, or are they just? No, the locks are ten miles away, apart from each other. Oh, okay, okay. So gotcha. the boats, the, the the boats go into the lock, and then it raises the water up or down depending on which way they're going. It, you got to look at the Monongahela River and the uh, Allegheny. It's a series of pools. It's not really a river. It's almost a series of pools. And the water is controlled by the levels of the locks and how much water they're releasing. Yeah, lo- locks are crazy, man. Locks and canals and all that shit are just. Yep. Are, are they on a schedule or is it like just when a boat comes ready to go through? Yeah, it's all based on when the boats are coming in. I mean, if you. Huh. So they had the Bassmasters out here in Pittsburgh uh, over 10 years ago. And some of those guys try actually took a gamble and went through the locks, right? Well, if you're in a recreational boat, you're second fiddle to the commercial boats. So some Ah. of those bass guys had to sit and wait a half hour for some barge to come through 
before they could get into the lock and get up into their fishing. So it was like, it was cool to watch it kind of play out on television because it was, you know, they were taking gambles and risks to get the, <laughs> some better fishing. <laughs> That's nice. awesome. Dude, well, I only know about the Ohio River right there along the West Virginia and Ohio uh, border. Yep. And I got to tell you, man, some of where those creeks from the mountains, especially on the West Virginia side, push into the Ohio River, man, it looks tasty, dude. It looks tasty. Oh, yeah. I would love to run some big streamers through there, you know. But, huh, huh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, see, I learned something tonight. See, I yeah. like about learn some shit, dude. Yeah. I like it. I, I like it. it. And, Stephen, I know you have one hell of a fishery running through your urban area right there, too, because I used to fish and guide the shit out of it. So. Yeah. I mean. it, it seems to only be getting better and better, too, so that's awesome. That is awesome, man. I mean, I see some of the pictures that you guys are catching – uh, a fish that you guys are catching there, I am just like, dude, where was that shit when I was there? Yeah, no I mean, kidding, man. They've, uh, there's a couple guys got it dialed in, man. Evidently, yeah. I mean, it was mostly, I mean, we would catch some trout, but it was mostly a carp fishery. But, I mean, I've had days down there where I've caught walleye, I've caught smallmouth bass, carp, trout, brown trout, suckers. I was oh, just yeah. like, man, dude, this is great. You yeah, know, and this is right uh, in town. It's definitely diverse, and it's getting much healthier now, which is awesome. That is good. That is good. Yeah, that's a. Uh, it's a great. It's a great river. It's the South Platte runs all the way from, pretty much the mountains all the way through town, and and I mean, if they can take care of it, and Trout Unlimited, I know, was doing a lot of work in there. So yeah, and they were doing a lot of work when I was there. So it's uh, even better. Yeah, and then they did a lot of work to. Um, uh, what was it to uh, generate funds to raise the uh, raise the recreational pool level at uh, Chatfield a couple years ago too? Oh no, kidding! Yeah. Oh, good. So they're good. They raised some money, and you know they're able to store a little bit more than they usually do because of some grants or fundraising or whatnot, and that's kind of what's helping out down here. So it's pretty good. That's good. You know, right there below the dam at Chatfield that starts pretty much what I would call the urban fishing in town there. I mean, that little section, when it's on, it is lights out. I mean, it's like BJ saying, if, they've, if they're pumping a little bit of water through there, you're going to catch walleye. You're going to catch some nice trout. You're yeah. going to catch bass. I mean, you just never know what you're going to hang, you know, which is pretty fun. Yeah. No, it's, it's so, not. Yeah, definitely nice to have a little grab bag that you might get into. Yes. I mean, you could you could really catch some nice fish in there. I mean, some fish that are size, too, so, you know. But yeah, Definitely, definitely. Oh, God damn it, Rob. You need to look. There we go. Now I got a picture. We're good. Oh, I need, I need, a, I need a picture for Instagram. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, always dealing with the social media. Social media. Hey, well, here in, uh, grow it. here in Boise, we have the Boise River that runs through town, and um, here... It's a little bit different than what I'm used to. The uh, The water table is only like eight foot below the surface of the ground. So we have a ton of neighborhood ponds, like BJ was saying, community ponds and stuff. But the river through town, they stock steelhead in it once a year. Um, they've got pike minnow, brown trout, rainbow trout, suckers, whitefish. So it's pretty diverse as well. And it's uh, 
it's really cool. There's a trail that uh, is paved and it goes the whole length of the river from downtown all the way down to where I live at, which is probably about 15 miles. So you can get on the trail and ride your bike and see a spot, pull over and fish, you know, that's kind of cool. That's, I think that's one of the better draws of urban fishing these days is things are, things are becoming, um, not becoming, but they're, they're more accessible. You know what I mean? Right. You can, you can park somewhere and, you know, walk in and, but the shitty part is here's the downside. Okay. We've, we've talked up all the good sides of urban fishing. Here's the downside. You can't take your rig and park it in anywhere that is, I mean, you're, you're risking your shit every time you park your rig and walk away. Yep. That is true. And mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And cause you really don't see that happening kind of out in the, I'll, I'll say out in the wild. You don't see a lot of break-ins, right. but, uh, urban fishing, you know, definitely, you know, down in Pueblo, people get their shit stolen all the time. Yeah. That's irritating. If you want some uh, rural areas where that will happen, Steve, I can take you there. No, no, I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm good. Do I need Do I need meth before I show up? Uh, that's that'll help you. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah, that's like, yeah, you're right about that, Steve. And the other thing that uh, there's a downer on the urban fishing thing too is, like I said before, it's like every dude that's spin fishing is keeping every single fish. It's so damn irritating. Here, uh, you know, I mean, it's not that I I don't keep any fish, but that's just me. It's not that I'm against people keeping fish, but damn, dude, if you catch an eight-inch trout that's a rainbow trout, you know, that's in the river, it's a wild fish, you don't have to keep it. You know, you can put it back. You ain't got to put it on the damn stringer. I mean, it's going to have two little tiny fillets on it. Let it grow, you know? I mean, you don't have to catch 30 whitefish and go home and smoke the shit out of them, you Ooh, know? I mean, that catch like, good, though. <laughs> you know, catch like five whitefish and let the rest of them go. Yeah. I don't understand why you have to keep every fucking fish, man. I don't get it, but yeah, that's just it's, me. Uh, it's, it's, you know, and it, it's everywhere, you know, the the meat fishermen you know they just it's that's the way they they deal i guess i don't know yeah i don't know see what's not and i don't know if it's this way out there but here we only i mean i only deal with that for really a couple months of the year you know we have how we were talking before about we have our trout season right in april right really april may and then by june they're gone man they're lake fishing and then scouting for deer and then they hunt all winter you know, I don't see them. You don't see stringers of fish, but maybe two months of the year out here. No shit, you can. You, I I would venture to say you could see a stringer of fish every single month out here. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I can uh, here in even, Boise, even when they even when they go lake fish, they still do the same thing. Yeah, and like lake fish for some reason, it, I understand they stock the fish in there. I mean, I kind of understand they're there to catch and keep. I get that. I, you know, I mean, but. I will have to say, Steve, coming from Denver and now being here in Idaho for almost two years, the amount of uh, people keeping fish in Idaho is way higher than the amount of people that are keeping fish in Colorado. Uh, it's 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 crazy. I mean, so I, I just don't understand. Is it is it a species thing up there? I mean, is it it's is a, it one species or is it kind of a little bit of everything? Dude, 
I have seen guys with stringers with whitefish on it, with trout. I have yet to see a stringer with any, um, you know, suckers on it. But, but <laughs> I mean, any steelhead that's getting caught, and I know they're going to die later on. They, they're not going to live it because of the water acidity or whatever it is here. But, um, dude, when they dump those steelhead in there, <laughs> those guys are going bananas. Oh, I Just bet. they're kidding. And they hate it when I show up. City. Oh, dude. When I show up, I'm like catching, getting a picture, and they're like, man, why you put that fish back, bro? I'm like, because I'm not going to eat it. I don't eat fish. I, I just don't do it. I don't like the texture. No, he I don't doesn't. like the taste. And so I let them all go, and they like, man, dude, well, you can put it in my bucket if you want. And I'm like, I ain't putting shit in your bucket, yeah, dude. I'll put this yeah, in your bucket. Yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And so, uh, you know what but, put in your bucket? These nuts. <laughs> but that, I just don't eat fish, so that's the way I was raised. If you kill it, you eat it. You I'm know? sure our so. sponsors love when we do that. <laughs> I know, I know. They're like some bitch. Oh yeah. my god! Did he just say he's going to put his nuts in a bucket? <laughs> yes, Jay's I did. Freaking out. <laughs> that's awesome. That's all right. See, I've I've seen it change out here in my lifetime. I mean, when I was growing up, it was like you're talking about, Rob. Everybody kept fishing. Tell you what, man, like even opening weekend of trout, if I venture out, man, I see a lot of people putting them back now, and, which is cool. Awesome. It's good to see. It's good. Dude, it's, now, now, education now, doesn't on. hurt, man. Yeah. I am all for keeping, if somebody's going to eat it, if they want to keep a few trout, whitefish, I am all for that. I don't have no problem with that. But to catch, you know, 20 whitefish and keep every fucking one and keep – you know, 10 trout on top of that. I, I just don't see the need for it. Uh, no, I, I mean, I don't, I don't. Well, that's what pisses me off. Right. Cause you know, damn well in three months, they're throwing them all right in the garbage out of their freezer. Yep. Dude, like, yep. That's, that's where I have a problem. Me too, man. Yeah. I exactly. Free, freezer I, fish are not tasty. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I don't know. I don't eat that shit, but it's I, I mean, so that's, long, I just dude. don't get so it. So long. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it, but I'm all for, I just want to people to know that I'm okay, you know, if, if somebody's like, hey, man, I want to catch a fish and keep it tonight, do great. Catch one that's, you know, uh, if you're looking for a trout, like a 14 to 18 inch fish at the max, you don't need to catch the granddaddy and catch a damn 25 inch wild brown and kill it, you know, and I'm like, man, that's, that's, that's great reproduction size right there. That's a brood fish, man. That thing's going to definitely make some babies. Don't kill that one, you know? Yep. But yeah, anyway. Thing, yeah, that thing's going to feed you a lot longer alive than it will dead. Oh, yeah. Exactly. There you go. Hey, look at BJ coming in yeah. with some extrication. I'll tell you what I will keep, though, and I, will, I won't bullshit on this. Walleye, uh-huh. pike, salmon. Really? Like I'm not Yuck. gonna go to the dream stream and you know rail on salmon, but if if my grandpa wants to go fish for salmon and we go in his boat and catch a bunch of salmon on the boat, dude, we're keeping those. My grandma's making salmon patties that night and we're eating like kings. <laughs> dude, so I got Scroll. a quick story. I got a quick story for you. About four or five years ago, I went to Canada with one of my buddies, and we were in this back cabin way off in the woods, and. We got up that morning, and he was like, hey, man, uh, let's keep one walleye and one pike to eat for supper tonight. And I was like, man, I'm not going to eat it, but you know what? Th- th- we're out here. Cool, man. No one's around. We're just going to – that sounds great. So we catch about a – I don't know, like a 
28, 30 inch pike and a solid walleye and throw it in a boat. That's all we kept. We caught a lot of fish that day. We get back and he's motoring back to the cabin and he says, Hey man, do you know how to, you know how to clean a fish? And I was like, what? I was like, dude, man, I'm a fly fishing guy, dude. I was like, Hey, hell yeah, dude. I clean a fish. Dude, by the time I got done cleaning that fish, there was literally from the pike about a eight inch section from one side of it and another six inch in the walleye looked like two chicken McNuggets, dude. <laughs> Piker, uh, Piker, they're not easy to fillet. I was like, man, uh, that's all you got. And he says, I guess we're just going to have sandwiches. It's <laughs> like, yeah, that's a good idea. So yeah, yeah, anyway, I hacked the shit out of those fish, those poor fish. So, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. See, I will not keep walleye out of the rivers that I was talking about earlier. But uh, when if I ever do go up to Lake Erie, absolutely, man. But those rivers, they're dude. It's so industrialized. The old steel mills. I ain't. I ain't keeping anything out of that river. Yeah, good call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I and I think people do though, don't they, BJ? I mean, uh, they, I've had yeah. guys. Yeah, back when I, you know, was a younger in a bank bait fisherman catching catfish guys you know i'd go to put a catfish back i'd be like you're gonna you're not gonna keep that and i'd be like no and he's like can i have it i'm like dude if you'll take this home and eat it absolutely it's yours but yeah Ah. no thanks (laughs) i'll watch you guys yeah (laughs) and so well, that's a that was a good little topic uh real quick on the do's and don'ts when i look for is uh you know, when I'm urban fishing, I kind of look for just some riffles, same stuff I would regular trout fishing, but I'm kind of looking for stuff that people overlook, you know, some rocky banks and stuff like that. Uh, I'll definitely throw streamers through that or, you know, a lot of little shelf drop-offs. I can see, you know, if I can see a, a real shallow water and it drops off, man, I'm working that drop-off as much as I can with those nymphs and stuff, but, and constantly looking for any uh, fish looking up to eat a grasshopper or, you know, mayfly or something like that. But, uh, that's, that's usually what I'm looking for. And it's great to go with guys that fish it a lot too. They kind of help you out and take you to their spots and stuff too. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's one other thing. Sorry, BJ. There's one other thing, you know, when I first moved here, um, the Boise river in town, I hired a guide. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, you know what, dude? I want to f- learn to fish it. Who is better qualified than a guide that guides it every day? Hire a guide if you're really going to be in there. Yep. Okay, BJ, sorry. I would say, uh, especially on the urban ponds and stuff, do be respectful of the other people that are there and be aware of where they're at because it's – Dude, half of them don't even know what a fly rod is, and they don't know that there's a <laughs> hook ripping through the air, and you do not want to be the a-hole that catches somebody's kid in the ear and gets fishing banned from that freaking pond. So That's true. <laughs> or or gunshots. They ring out like yeah. a bell. Yep. Yep. I grabbed my nine, and all I heard was shells falling. Yes. And I would say, uh, don't be afraid to sneak into public golf courses and fish at night. Ooh, that would be my go. don't. Ooh, that one I have not done, BJ. Dude, yeah. Oh, you're missing yeah. out. <laughs> really? 
Oh, dude, ah. some of the biggest largemouth bass I've ever caught came out of golf course freaking ponds. Man. I like to sneak in. I used to sneak in. I had a golf course in Albuquerque. I had a two, a two-piece St. Croix, and I'd put it in my golf bag and then put the real cover on it so it looked like a golf club. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Wait for people to get off the tee box and nail a few. Yep. Dude, I am the world's worst golfer man and uh i play about once every four years maybe five if you guys went with me you would think that i was kidding around but i am legit trying to play golf uh the last time i played golf was ridiculously bad mm. i mean yeah i am maybe. not a good golfer well okay this this will be for a different segment yeah we'll put a pin in this <laughs> yeah i'll put a pin because <laughs> i know what i'm thinking Oh, I, but in all seriousness, I would say on the golf course thing, don't be afraid to go in. Don't go to the pro shop. Go into the maintenance crew shed and try and find the course superintendent and just ask them. I mean, most courses, they don't mind if you come in half an hour before dark when the golfers are gone and you can you can get a solid hour plus in there fishing in some of them ponds and man, them bass grow big. No shit. Huh. Yep. And, uh, that's pretty awesome, dude. Throw a big old mouse across there and just strip, 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 strip. Wham! I would love that mess. Yeah. Yes. So there you go. Mm-hmm. A couple, couple nice topics. Uh, actually, that was one topic, wasn't it? Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's yeah, a- that was a good one, though. When you're passionate about fishing urban stuff, you know it, dog. That's true. And we are a passionate group. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this next segment is going to be, uh, we're going to talk about some Instagram stuff. We got a lot of feedback from our Instagram uh, followers. So we're going to kind of focus in on that as a as a big thank you and talk about their topics. But uh, first, BJ's going to have a word with you. Oh, yeah. New sponsor, right? This is our first uh, episode yes. with them. Yep. First yes, re- it is. First ad Welcome. Read. Welcome to True Fly Supply. Yeah, so we're uh, happy to announce our uh, sponsorship agreement we've entered with True Fly Supply. So I'm going to give you a little uh, blurb and then uh, talk about some stuff that I've seen so far. So True Fly Supply is a monthly subscription service that caters to serious fly anglers. The seasoned angler knows exactly what they need to catch fish. That's why they put the power of choice directly in your hands. With the industry's only build-your-own supply drop, you can choose from an assortment of fly fishing essentials to build the ultimate box delivered directly to your door. On top of that, the supply drop comes with a detailed information card to help anglers fish the flies in ways that will increase your success and enjoyment on the water. If you are looking for a hassle-free way of getting the goods each month, the Classic Trout Supply Drop comes with 24 premium flies, a liter, a monthly mystery item, decals, and more. Signing up is easy. Just head over to trueflysupply.com and click on subscriptions. Bam. Yeah. Yeah. So I got, um, I think, we all got one of their boxes to check out. And, yes. Uh, yeah, you guys, you guys got the uh, supply drop 
before it changed to the uh, to the build your own. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I got, man, I was impressed. I mean, I uh, you know open it up. There's a nice little note in there to you. There's uh, it's assortment of really quality flies, not some dollar bargain bin flies like you buy online. I mean, they they were some quality tied flies. Um, I think there was a buff in the one I got. There was a bunch of stuff. Nice. Leaders. I mean, it's um really cool for for somebody who maybe has limited time to uh fish right doesn't tie their own flies um or make their own leaders any of that stuff it's really a cool concept i haven't seen anybody else come up with yet so i liked it um the little box that i got was you're right bj i was not going to lie to you i thought it was going to be some you know crappy flies you know something that was junky but the flies looked awesome, and the selection on the flies that I got, I think I got six flies and very good tie, good flies that I actually am going to use. Uh, had Rio Leader in there, and uh, I got a buff as well. I'm not a buff guy, but it's always nice to have one, you know, just in case you're with your buddy or something, you can pull a clean one out and say, hey, man, you want to use a buff today? You're more than welcome to use this one. Uh, but uh, I also... It's the stupidest thing, but I was like, oh, there's a mint in here, and yeah. I really enjoyed that. Dude, I know that sounds stupid, but it made the box smell good. The mint was like, I was like, oh, I'll take that right off the bat, and then ate the mint while I was looking at all my shit. Yeah, <laughs> so it's it's all the, you know, it's it's all the little things like that, I think, that make these subscriptions work. Yep. Um, I so, got... I- Got some starburst in mind too. I think. Oh, see, there you oh, go. Did you? I did yeah, yeah. See, so you guys got Ooh, you know, like stickers. we were saying, you guys got the box before they went to the pick your own. Yeah. Uh, so now, yeah. now what you get is, uh, I think the price is the same. You can you can put on a monthly frequency, and I think it is. I want to say it's twenty four. 24 25 bucks something like that it's 24 dollars okay here it is right here so it's 24 bucks okay so now what you do and this is perfect for like the rural guy whose fly shop is two hours away or yeah. or you know hour and a half just or just a little further than what you would want so so now what you do is you pick your you pick your subscription you say i want to su- subscribe to this you get seven credits okay Okay. Now, out of these seven credits, you can get six trout flies as one credit. You can get three warm water flies. You can get a tapered leader. You can get a sticker pack. Uh, there's a mystery item that you can get. There is a, like what's a, what's a, what would be considered a mystery item? You think? I don't know. I mean, it, you know, it might be a buff. It might be like oh. uh, the stripping guards for your fingers. You know, I mean, there's, there's probably box. a whole bunch of stuff. It could be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lead assortment from three to three uh, that you can get. You can get a bottle of gink, or you can get a fly trap cylinder refill for your fly trap XLT. 
Huh. So yeah, see that's cool. So, I wish I mean, they would have put a fly trap in there. I I, I know you guys went over it a, a couple podcasts ago, but I have no idea what it is, man. I, I might just I, have to have you send me one. I, I'll hook. Yeah. I'll, I will get you one. I will get you sent with one. And the deal with a fly trap is, is they give you the option to buy your XLT uh, cylinder here, because with every new subscription you get a fly trap XLT. So it's not right. in the store, but if you subscribe, you're going to get one. Yeah. I might subscribe, dude, because uh, it, it was it was kind of cool to get that, you know, and that would be a great Christmas present slash birthday present. If you know somebody, you be like, oh, man, he fly fishes. Great present from the wife to their oh, yeah. husband. You know, I mean, yeah. that's just a great idea. Well, dude, I mean, I you know, I mean, think about it. You could you could go in there and you could use all seven credits on flies. So you would you would get forty two trout flies if you wanted for twenty four dollars. Huh. Damn, that's pretty good. So hmm. you know, I mean, if, you know, you're you're running low on uh, liters. Okay, throw seven liters in the box. That's what I'm talking about. I wonder if they do the three packs of the Rio. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I, I don't even think Rio does the three packs anymore. As a matter of oh, fact, oh yeah, they do. They do. I buy them all the time, baby. I bought a two-pack. Is that the Floroflex? Uh, Powerflex Plus. Yeah, so they uh, – I see, I buy the mono liters and then just run fluorocarbon off for tippets. So yep. they do in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so there you go. Welcome on board, guys. Uh, welcome on board, Truefly. Yeah, welcome Brandon, aboard. Brandon, Ed, and Dan. First episode, we're talking about nuts and buckets. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Love it. All right, so let's get into. We have a whole uh, metric shit ton of topics from Instagram. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'd and say our, our listeners. My nose our listeners is stuffy. Are Holy awesome. cow! <laughs> and also, uh, I just want to say a quick shout out. I uh, we have really done. I'm going to be honest here. We have done a decent job with social media uh scott and i struggle with the instagram thing but uh steve and bj pick up our slack but i really want to say thanks to all the people that actually follow our page and uh have started following our facebook page as yeah. well yeah definitely uh, man it's, uh, you guys know how to make a guy feel special yep yeah, that's for sure mm-hmm. and it, it'll only pick up we're we're uh you know we've we've Put the past couple of months into focusing on the podcast, making the podcast good, ironing out all the details, and mm-hmm. now that we feel—I mean, you guys correct me if I'm wrong here—but now that I now that I feel we're kind of getting to where we're coasting along with this, we're going to start kind of opening up the doors and introducing a few things here and there that might uh, might be nice. Yep, I'm I'm down with that. Hmm. So, what's the questions we're going to go with? Because Instagram flooded us with great questions. Flooded. Really flooded. I loved it. I loved it. So, which ones do you guys want to do? Pick them uh, out. Uh, why don't you pick one out, BJ, and I'll look for the next one. Uh, ooh. I'm going to go uh, one we didn't talk about. Do it. Pre-recording. Best hype music on the way to the spot. Ooh, there you go. And that is from Mm. At Nymphing. Yeah. Mm. So, typically, I'm throwing some uh, 
I'm throwing some country music on when I'm rolling. Ah, nah. I'm to fish, man. Ooh. Florida Georgia Line? Uh, I said country music. Oh. You did say country. Damn it. Yeah. Not, not, not pop music. No, nah, I mean, um, <laughs> <laughs> new stuff. Uh, Chris Stapleton, I like a lot, but, uh, you know, I'll listen to a lot of older stuff. Hank Williams, Sr., uh, some Willie Nelson, some Johnny Cash, stuff like that. Uh, Hank Williams the third, just uh, I don't know. It's something about driving through the mountains, listening to some picking and strumming that puts my mind in the right spot. I like so, it. Um, now I will I, say if I'm going if I'm going streamer fishing, ooh. it's metal. It's metal the whole way to the river. I like, <laughs> like I, that's, metal a, that's a great attitude. Yeah, metal as in what? Stuff you would have never heard of, Rob. Okay. Oh. So no, um, some ministry. I don't know. Tool, of nah. course. I do tools. To, oh, I'll, we'll get to my music in a minute. Ministry is a good stream <laughs> of music. Ministry. Huh. <laughs> BJ's a country boy like me. He sure yeah. knows how to treat them girls when he's driving that pickup truck. Nah, usually for me it's like Mastodon or. Ooh, um, great call. Great call on Mastodon. Yeah. What else? Uh, I don't. I don't know who that is. Okay, I I said that. <laughs> I, I, I prefaced. I prefaced it with that. Yeah. Yeah. Pantera. Queens I know of the Stone that. Age. Yeah. Why is it every time I think of Pantera, I think of the He Man on top of that thing going, "I have the power," and he holds that. Oh, good soundbite. Perfect. Because that's how it makes you feel when you listen to Pantera. Yeah, and killing a chicken. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do we get into sacrificing chickens here? And then, and then biting it. Well, maybe biting the head off a chicken. Dude, Is that what you guys do? Good Lord. <laughs> ah, that's funny stuff, dude, right there. Yeah. I like it, VJ. Well, that, you know what yeah, I've been listening be- to a lot lately? What? I don't know why. Bob Dylan. Who? Yeah, why? I don't know, but um, um, I'm in a mood, I guess. Huh. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> that's cool. I yeah, mean, it is 1940 somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dude, I'm all over the place with music, so. Yeah, apparently. It's right. honestly like the it. mood I'm in. I like it. I like it. Remind me that when I come out there uh, to bring my headphones that's cool we can make it work <laughs> <laughs> i'm just yeah, kidding dude my, you got some whatever <laughs> you got something against whalen no way dude ah no way my, one of my good buddies his dad was the bus driver for whalen jennings dude nice. not kidding wow. you and that dude is hilariously got some funny stories man stuff i cannot oh, say sure oh yeah, dude I'm... so awesome <laughs> mm-hmm yeah. So anyway, what do you listen to, Stephen? Um, I listen to you know like uh, Ministry, Queens of the Stone Age, Tool, uh, Blues Traveler. Depending on where I'm going, I listen to some Blues Traveler. Mm-hmm. Uh, the All four right. the four CD is really good. Bob Marley is always in rotation. <laughs> Sublime is always in rotation. Yeah, now I'll take some sublime. Uh, slightly stupid is always there. <laughs> mm. Yeah. 
dude. Pretty wow. much any of that stuff. So you're not mellow, but you kind of you kind of getting there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I I don't know. Blues Traveler is about as mellow as it gets on that playlist. I think. I gotcha. I gotcha. So is it is it just a mood that you're in, or is it like uh, people in the car with you? It's what, what, it's like? more of my mood, I think. I mean, there's huh. there's one place. I mean, where I go fish for my birthday, and I it, it's corny as shit. But there's one blues traveler song called "The Mountains Win Again," and I always listen to nah. it when I head up to the mountains. Hmm. Well, there and you I go. Stuffy, holy moly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You sound a little stuffy. Yeah. You need a neti pot, dude. Uh, I almost drowned myself with a neti pot. You need the one that squirts up. I, like, it. I was like waterboarding myself. <laughs> yes, I love it. Mm-hmm. Stop it! You're doing it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. not supposed to lay on your back and do it. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, the I couldn't reach the faucet to turn it off, so it didn't help. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right, you're that's up, awesome. Robbie. What are you listening to, buddy? Oh, dude, you know what? I am uh, I'm kind of like BJ. I'm all over the board, man. Um, I would say 70% of the time I'm listening to old school rap. I love, 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 love Easy e KRS-One. I'll listen to that stuff. Uh, just depends on whatever kind of mood I'm in. But I also love Dave Matthews, man. I'll throw some Dave Matthews. And I love Disturb. I'll throw some Disturb on if I'm feeling froggy. Yeah. Yeah. And Motley Crue, dude, they get me hyped up, dude. I'll throw some Motley Crue up in it. I'll be honest. I I didn't see, uh, I didn't see Disturb making the list. Dude, let me tell you, I love me some Disturb. And then I can go from straight up, to Florida Georgia Line and Chris Ledoux in a half a second after that, dude. So my playlist is like is up, down, up, down. And just throw some old school Easy E in there on top of it. Hang that shit, motherfucker. Yeah. Ooh, there we go. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is uh, the people that fish with me, they're like, how do you know every single word to every single song and i'm like i love it that much man i just listened to it a hundred thousand times so yeah i love it yes i do love it yeah i introduced uh the kids to onyx the other day on the way to school slams <laughs> how'd that go <laughs> yeah, and they were like my daughter was totally into it and she's my youngest and then i have uh two boys that are older than her and my old my middle one was like slam Da, da, da. That's and great. Oldest son, who's fourteen, is like, "Can you, can you please turn it down? Can you turn uh, it down, please, father? I can't. Please. I'm, I'm trying to meditate before school starts. I yeah. need to get. I'm like, man, what? And then I just roll all four windows down instantly in the truck. And <laughs> yeah. Shit flies around everywhere, and yeah, let it fly, so, <laughs> dude. Yeah, kids, kids jumping out the window four blocks <laughs> from school. He's like, I got it from here, dad. Oh, dude, I love doing that, man. I love doing that. Yeah. Oh, they hate Florida Georgia Line when I pull up and I'm playing it. You know. Yeah. I like your kids. I know. I don't know why I like them. I love Florida Georgia Line, and I love Chris Ledoux. I love Hank Williams Jr. Yeah, I love all those. Uh, Florida Georgia Line puts on a damn good concert. 
I'll give them that much. Well, thank you, Steve. I've never been to a concert, but I trust you. Yeah, yes. I, I saw them open for Jason Aldean. Oh, that's another one. I'll listen oh, to some like Jason Aldean, too. Yeah. yeah, I listen to him. Yeah. I like Clint Black, too. Just throwing that out there. Like rain. Oh, man. When it's raining and I know I'm going fishing, that's the song I throw Ooh. on there. Some, hey, some Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks, always good. I, I do like me some Garth Brooks now. I tell you what, boy. I'll take some Garth Brooks right there. Yeah. So There you go. Well, there you go. That's what we listen to uh, at Nymphing. Great we question. listen to everything. Literally everything. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. I, and uh, just real quick, I know what Scott listens to. Uh, it's rap. 100% gangster rap. Oh, yeah. All the time, no, dude. No country, no rock, no... Nothing. It is straight up 100% gangster rap, yeah. and he is all into it as well. So. Yeah, when we fish the 25, dude, it's uh, the Sirius XM is on backspin like all the time. Love it. Love it. That's the channel I listen to. Ain't nothing wrong with yeah. it for me. I love it. Me too. So, All right. All right. You got one picked uh, out? I thought you did. Um, you know what? I am going to go with uh, Colorado Lady Angler, number one, because I actually know her in real life. Brittany, yes. what's, up, what's up? Congratulations on the new kiddo as well. And I'm going to say her question, which is floatant preference, liquid, gel, or powder? This is a great question, and uh, I have a love-hate whatever you want to call it, love-hate relationship right. with uh, Floatant. But because I feel that if you have a good drift, you shouldn't need Floatant as much. Because I see some guys who are every third drift, they're shaking it up or squirting more gel on or spraying their whatever spray shit that they have on right. there. and. You know, I'm like, man, if you can get a good drift on a dry fly, I don't feel like you should have to put floating on every third, fourth drift, you know. Some some places maybe if you're fishing some faster water, some, you know, some really tough water, I guess, or real white water, I guess, but yeah. I don't know, pocket water kind of thing. Uh, but for me, I start off with the gel, and I pull the hackle back and – tap it in there nice and easy and then I'll I'll powder it up after that and that's about all I do that's uh and um I usually do the gel first right when I tie the fly on and then periodically I will do the shake I like to shake I don't like any of the other stuff I don't like the the aerosol spray I don't know if you guys seen that have you tried um, it? I have not dude the um, the so you know the shake? What is it? The shamazaki? Is it shamazaki or something like that? Yeah. It's some, no, mine's like dry shake. Okay. Well, there, there's the green it, one. Yeah. It's shamazaki or shaka some shit. Somebody get on Google. God damn it. Anyway, mm -hmm. they make a spray, and the spray is basically of the powder. I and just feel like half that, the shit flies off in the wind. That shit is outrageously good. Uh-oh. Hold on. Stand by. Breaking news. Well, well, who decided oh. to show up? So it's the it's the Umqua sh uh, Shimazaki Dry Shake. And they make oh. that in an aerosol, which is absolutely perfect for floats. 
Ah, well, I just use the dry shake in the little container. Shake it up. Good to go. Yes. Nice. Yes. I went. I went. to what you said, Rob. I What's think that? it's more. It's more than if you have a good drift. If you have a good cast, you need less floating too. I agree. Uh, I, I. I mean, I'll yes. sometimes false cast five or six times, kind of. Uh, I'm more. I'm more talking about how you're landing the fly on the water. If you're oh, slapping yeah. that dry down, you're taking on yeah. water. If you're landing it nice and soft, yeah. yeah. That line should be landing first and work and just rolling softly out to that to where the fly's hanging. You know. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so those who don't know, evidently Scott is uh, joining us from the river. It looks like we're not for sure. Yeah, we're not sure what's going on here. <laughs> He's breaking in and coming in. It looks like he definitely has his Sitka jacket on, and it looks cold. So, yes, he might be fishing. Hello, fellas. There, oh, he, there is. he is. Now we can hear him. Mm-hmm. Yes, I had, to, I had to turn the dome light off. Oh, that's all right, baby. That's all right. Fogging, up the, Fogging up the windows over here. <laughs> uh Oh, so are how, you fishing? How, how's fishing? Uh, well, it's dark now, but I was. Sweet. Where'd you go? Did you go somewhere fun? Yeah. I swore secrecy, though. Oh. Were you well, fishing in a river or a pond? River. Yay. Mm-hmm. Did yep. you catch anything? Yes, sir. Anything worth uh, mentioning or not? Um, yeah, yeah, we got some nice fish, uh, a rainbow that was probably 20-ish, and, uh, some smaller ones. I had a brown on that was monstrous that I lost, but got some nice bows. Good. Uh, Yeah, Gabe Gabe caught some nice browns, and, uh, he was catching browns, I was catching bows. That was the, that was the drill today. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nice. Do work, son. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was a little chilly. <laughs> was there a ton of snow? We had a few falls. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a shit ton of snow. We were in the canyon and uh, some steep walls and some slippery conditions. And uh, yeah, <laughs> nobody got hurt seriously. We got a few bruises and a little bit here and there. But uh, yeah, it was a good day. Yes, I know where you're at. And uh, how's that boat ramp launch look like in there? Is that something you want to do? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The first time I saw that, I was like, no way that people use that. And then like 45 minutes later, a dude tries to launch a boat down the ramp. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? (laughs) I literally stopped fishing, reeled my shit up and went over and watched him. Was it like cool running? Sent me a picture of a dude that tried to back down it. What? Yeah. Oh tried to back down it. And, uh, yeah, I had to get a wrecker out there to pull his fucking stupid X Terra out of there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Millennial. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we'll catch you up to speed. We're talking about Floatant from Brittany. Uh, oh, Jill. What'd you say? I don't need, I don't need floating on my nymphs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, 
Yeah, the only time I use floatants is when I'm trying to fish an RS2 in the film. Ah, just push that indicator way down. A pinch indicator. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Stephen, what do you got? What do you do? You do what do you do? Gel, liquid, yeah. or powder? I I go. Um, I don't think there is any liquids anymore, but I, I go gel and then powder after the that. The Flyagra. The Flyagra is a gel. I mean, a liquid. Is it? You ever use that? No. Yeah, but I think that's supposed to be put on right when you're tying the fly. Yeah, or you can. I mean, you can always treat before and get you know get you a bucket or get you a thing a hydro stop and soak your shit in that. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. And BJ, which one? You said you don't use any of it either. No, I use uh, Loon Aquel, and uh, I got their dry shake. Oh man, yeah, Scott's shit is loud, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Scott, are I you use loud? The, I use the Loon Aquel, and I use the Loon Loxaw also. I just use that dry shake, predominantly liquid at the beginning, and then. Uh, Shake it up throughout the time, dude. That's yep. what I'm working with. So well, there you go. There you go, Colorado Lady Angler. Now you know. Yes. Brittany. Brittany. Like, uh, for dry flies, I like the frog's fanny. Yeah, that stuff works pretty good, too. With the I brush like and well. the so you can really dig that stuff into the fibers of the fly. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Well, so we're. Ooh. Scotty, here's a. Scotty here's a uh, oh, what do you got, BJ? Here's a, uh, a pro tip that's free. So I tie my... First one's free, folks. Yeah, so I make I make my own yarn indicators. So I'll just take... Uh, I buy Bonnie cord. It's a craft cord. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's a definite I, secret. Yeah. And then I buy rubber washers and tie my own. And then you buy Abilene Moisturizing Makeup Cleanser. And you rub that into the uh, into that yarn indicator, and you never need to put floating on that thing, pretty much ever. Wow! I think it's called, I think it's called Maybelline. Nope. <laughs> Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's just Maybelline. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, dude, I'm about to say, BJ, a good idea. I've never thought of that either. Um, how close is that when you use that yarn to that uh what's that indicator company? New Zealand? That, yeah, yeah. Totally Pretty different. Similar? Oh, okay. No, I think the New Zealand thing I, I I've never used it, but you kind of put yarn through a uh, how's that thing work? I don't even know. You it's pull yarn through thing. a little rubber hose basically. Yeah, yeah, you got a little real tiny uh section of tubing like like eighth yep. inch, sixteenth inch clear plastic tubing in a maybe quarter inch long chunk, and you uh, you use like a little tiny, almost like a crochet hook. And what I do is I cut mine to length, and I just feed them onto the hook so that there's a bunch of them on the hook, and then I can pull them off one at a time. You put your fly line in the hook, and then you pull the little plastic thing over it, and then you put the yarn through the loop that that creates and then pull the fly line to to kind of flip the the loop straighten the loop and flip the tubing over the yarn to lock it into place it works pretty well i've used it before yeah um especially it's easy to move you know what i'm saying 
I think it is anyway. But yeah. that's oh, yeah. I, I mean, I am well, a, I the benefit to it. I think it's really easy to move. Um, it stays in place when you move it. Wherever you put it, it stays put. Uh, it grips really well on your fly line. Um, and it doesn't damage your leader as you're moving it up and down. Uh, the one downside is if you shorten it up to the point where you're kind of getting to the thinner part of a tapered leader, it'll it'll start slipping. And the other thing is it kind of, you know, loses its buoyancy pretty quickly and you put floatant in there and, you know, it'll last for a, for a couple hours before it really starts getting waterlogged. And I usually end up having to kind of change the yarn out three or four times throughout the day. And that's kind of a pain in the ass, but it, it really works well. And I think you can cut, you can cut the yarn to whatever length so that you can make your indicator bigger or smaller uh, if you got spooky fish that you're dealing with, you can use like a white, the white yarn and just kind of cut it pretty snug so that it's not a, a big profile on the top of the water. But I definitely like them. They're a little more work, so I don't use them all the time when it's, if it doesn't matter, then I'll just throw on a thingamabobber or a little O-ring corky or something like that. Yeah, I'm a thingamabobber lover. I I don't use anything else but Mother that. Lover. Mother I'll lover. I'll make you uh Rob, I'll make you some and mail them out to you. These are more; these go on just like a thingamabobber. Uh huh. But uh, you know, so it's a it's a yarn, so it it lands a little softer than a thingamabobber. You tie them in two tones, so huh. you can actually, you know, you can actually detect a strike a little bit better because you got a, a division in the two colors. So if it spins, you know that you can catch a little bit more strikes than. Just floating a thing while we're down through. Yeah. Well, speaking of that real quick, um, I have done this. Have you guys ever used two strike indicators on a rig? Sometimes. And Not a lot, though. Only when I fucked up and, and only brought my sink kit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've done it before. <coughs> Excuse me. I've done it before. And uh, Scott, uh, Scotty, from Minturn, he was the one that showed me about it. You you can really detect a better drift, well, a better eat and a better drift by having two indicators on there. Um, I don't do it all the time, but if it's definitely in some microcurrents, some currents that are really sketchy that I cannot seem to find the right drift through, I'll put on two indicators. I'll put on the, the bigger one in the front where I want the depth to go. And then one on the backside, you know, it may be two foot, maybe sometimes even a foot and a half away from it. And you can get a better drift and you can see how those currents are working with those two indicators. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but uh, I saw that on social media from Rachel the other day. So um, it's a it's a very effective way. A lot of people don't think about it using two indicators, but, you know, it's an option as well. Rachel Ray. <laughs> no, she's not the cooking show. I do love Chopped, but not the cooking oh, show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, anyway, all right. Well, do we have one time for one more, Stephen? Um, I've got to go eat dinner. Oh, okay. So I put I it. I put it off for two hours now. So okay. Well, thanks for coming, guys. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, there you go. Another episode. Hopefully, next time. Next time we should have Scotty. He was fishing. Yeah, he was, he was, I was late, and I couldn't get uh, out of the hills thing. fast enough to get a signal. Oh, no worries, brother. Yep. No worries. Yeah, we good. kept it real. 
Yeah, I'd have rather been with. I'd have rather been with you. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we all would have rather been doing Most that. Most people would have. <laughs> well, yeah, well, screw them. Yeah, that's right. Well, post some stuff up on Instagram. We want to see it there, yeah. Scotty. Yeah, Scotty's gonna post I'll on Instagram it. later on. I'll do it. So uh, think, yeah. Uh, there you go, my people. pictures, the pictures of my fish are on his phone, and the pictures of his fish are on my phone. So, as soon as I get home, we'll uh, hopefully do the swap, and I'll get something on there tonight. Nice, there right. you go. Airdrop that shit, dude. Most important question: Were your what? sunglasses off or on? Yeah. You got to wait and see, brother. Uh, <laughs> they were off. They were off. Ah, they were off. They're off. <laughs> Mother, son of a gun. <laughs> well, let's just say there was no sun down in the canyon. Yep. yep. There you go. Glasses, glasses off kind of day. Yep. Poodle yep. Canyon was cold and sunless. Oh, man. <laughs> well, there you go, well, all right. Well, you boys have a good rest of the week, and I look forward to the next one. Yes. Next one will be uh, all right, boys. a good one. So everybody have a good one. All right. All right. See you.